What do I come to you for? No, really, what's the one thing that I would come to you for? What's the one thing that I would buy from you and nobody else? And why is that? Hey, this is Richard, and welcome to the Pandemic Startup. A story for you. A few years ago, I went with some colleagues um, overseas, actually, to a very large—I won't name them—but a very large global company um, in an industry that we were looking to connect with and hopefully do business with. And we managed to get um, an hour of the time of their global director of engineering, which for us was a big deal because that is exactly who we wanted to be talking to and convincing. Uh, that we were the people to work with and we went in pitch prepared and we got a handful of the right people there together and he made us a coffee and we sat down and he was very pleasant and he patiently listened to our presentation about how great we were and all of the great things that we as an organization could do for him and some great examples of projects that we'd worked on etc etc and after the presentation he looked at us and said okay thank you now, what do I come to you for? And we thought, well, we've just told you all of that, yeah, all of the many things that you would come to us for, we've just talked to you about. He said, no, no, what do I come to you for? What's the thing that you're best at? And he drew a chart on the wall and he wrote our company name and he wrote all of our competitors underneath in that part of the world. And he said, I know that if I want a certain kind of service, I go to this one of your competitors. But if I want a slightly different service, I go to this one of your competitors. And if I want this other service, I go to this one of your competitors. And when I ask you, you all say, sure, we do all of the services across all of the industries. He said, but what's the one thing that I come to you for? And we sort of fluffed an answer and the meeting ended reasonably well and had further conversations with him since. But that has stuck with me. That and it will stick with me forever because that as a person, as a, a solopreneur or as a business person, as an entrepreneur, as a leader of a larger business, as a sales director, whatever you are, that's the question that you must be able to answer. What is it that your clients would come to you for over and above everyone else? Because you see, until you can answer that, we're all just going after things with a shotgun approach. We're all just saying effectively, well, I do these services in this sort of an industry. And so, boom, I'll try and connect with everybody that's roughly anything to do with that. And I'll pitch my multiple services to all of them and hopefully something will land. And when you do that, you end up competing with all of the other people doing all of the same things that you are on price. It's the only way you can compete and it'll be a race to the bottom. You see, I know a couple of fabrication companies who, um, metal fabricators, local to me here, both really, really good companies, very high quality work. And they could go out and compete for the same sorts of work. And I guess sometimes they do. But actually, when you start to drill down with them about, well, what is it that you really do? There are differences. There's something in each case that they do better than the other one and actually probably better than any of their competitors. As Seth Godin says, a brilliant, brilliant marketing writer, Seth Godin, 
you need to try and be the best in the world at what you do. Which sounds like a lofty goal, but your world might be the town or city that you're in. Your world might be the entire UK. Your world might be your street. You might want to be the best coffee shop on that street. You might want to be the best sheet metal fabricator in Manchester. But you would then be the best in the world. There will be something that your clients will come to you for. And you have to spend the time and work out what that is. And it comes back. It comes back to your why. I talked about defining my own why and the purpose that I have for doing what I do about creating connections, helping people to create connections and connecting with people. That's what I do. And you have to work that out for yourselves because that then leads to, well, this is the thing that I do better than anyone else. With my Apollo model, I help companies to win more work. Effectively, I'm a sales consultant. But I know there are sales consultants who are much better than me at key elements of that process. And there are elements of that process that I'm much better at than them. And so really, that's what I need to go out and pitch, and that's what they need to go and pitch. Is if, you know, if I want X type of consulting, I go to company Y. If I want Y type of company consulting, I go to company Z. You have to know that for yourself. And that has to form the bedrock of your sales and marketing effort because then you can define, well, now I know who it is that I am, that we are, what it is that we do better than anyone else. We can take that offer to the people that really need that and you can define very clearly the people that will need that service, the people whose lives that service will transform, the people who that service will lead to a better place. And that might sound like a really lofty goal and flowery language to use, but it's not because... If they have a need and you have the solution to that need, you are leading them to a better place. You are changing the world for the better by defining the service that you provide better than anyone else and then taking that out into the world. That's what you were put here for. So you have to think about that. What is the one thing that clients will come to you for? Think about Ferrari. What do Ferrari make? Nobody has to scratch their head and think, well, what do Ferrari make? What do Rolex make? What are Rolex famous for? What do British Airways do? I've got a brother that works for British Airways, and I'm continually envious of him because all the companies I've ever worked at, when people say, where do you work, and I tell them the name, instantly follow up with, oh, what do they do? He works for British Airways. Nobody ever says, what do British Airways do? Everyone knows what British Airways do. They're a huge international airline. We all know that. Rolex make fantastic watches. Ferrari make sports cars. Okay, they, they've both got some branded goods around that, but they don't make them. They badge them up. They make sports cars. Ferrari don't make off-road vehicles. They make sports cars. Rolex don't make other pieces of jewellery. They make watches. Hermes, MS, perhaps I should say in, in French, make really high-quality leather goods. They don't have a budget range. They have a premium range and that is it. You see, when you know what it is you really do, you don't have to compete on price. You know yourself, you produce an excellent product in that niche and then find people who want that and they will be willing to pay for it. It's the reason that people will pay far more for a MacBook than they will pay for an alternative laptop that's technically probably about the same. 
but they're buying into the thing that Apple does better than anybody else in the world, whatever it is they perceive that to be. So that's the question for you today to take away. And if you ever want any help unpacking that, I would love to work that through with you. But what is the thing that you do better than anyone else in your world, whatever that means to you, whatever that is geographically, that's the thing clients would come to you for before anyone else? Because then you won't have to compete on price. I hope that's been useful to you. Again, just a few thoughts for this daily blog. There will be 365 consecutive days of this blog because I want to do it and see what happens. So have a great day and I'll see you tomorrow. Cheers. 